Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. This week we're joined by Katherine Scherer, a former interviewer from Harvard, to talk about alumni interviews. Catherine, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, it's my pleasure to be here. So, you are a graduate of the Harvard Graduate School of Education, yep. and while you were there, you did some interviews for them for their undergrad admissions. Yeah. So, I'm excited to talk to you today about alumni interviews. I know a lot of our students are going to have them coming up for their regular decision uh, applications. So, just to start out from the very beginning, why do schools do alumni interviews? That's a really good question, um, and I think that when you are a student, you are thinking a lot about how the alumni interview impacts you, but actually the alumni interviews, for the most part, are a reason, um, are used because the schools really want to have um, great connections with their alumni. So uh, I think that, that it's easy to get very excited about them if you're a student who's applying, and it's also really important to remember that the real point of them is for colleges to have a base of alumni who are connected to their school and feel that kind of um, connection. It's really important that uh, colleges have strong alumni bases, both for donations and also because alumni donations are one of the most important things that helps them with their rankings. So um, one of the biggest reasons that alumni interviews even exist in the first place is to keep those alumni really feeling like they have um, a strong relationship with their school. That being said, for someone who is applying to the university, the point of the alumni interview is to see that you are as excited and wonderful as your application says you are. Um, and so it's really sort of a data point, um, more like a, a yes or no, uh, basically saying, does this application really reflect the person that we saw in person? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's one of the, the most important takeaways. Um, alumni are trusted in this process, but they also um, are not the most important factor. Um, a lot of the colleges totally realize that alumni are a little bit out of touch with um, admissions in general, and so they know that the, the, the alumni will put, potentially be giving a little bit of an inflated view of pretty much every student that they talk mm -hmm. with. Um, and so it's, it's important to know that uh, as long as you are sort of checking the box of, yes, I'm an engaged person, I was prepared for the interview, I did all of those things, you're going to help yourself. Um, and I think you have to be um, pretty unengaging to really make a, a hugely negative impact on your, on your application. Um, another thing that could be a, a negative part of the of the interview would be if you um, were clearly not representing yourself um, accurately in your application, mm -hmm. and so then that way um, the the admissions officer would be able to see based on the report that the alum did that you were a, a substantially different applicant in whatever way from your application, whether that is English ability or um, you know, not being able to talk about your activities in a lot of depth, and so it looks like you're stretching them on your application, um, or, or things like that. Yeah, so a lot of kind of quality control in yes. terms of the college. So yeah. unless you really bomb and yeah. are not prepared at all, it's really not going to impact your application in any way 
greatly one way or the other. Right. I think that that's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I think on a, on a rare occasion, an admissions officer would look at the um, overall application and say, I'd like to see what the interviewer says about this person. Um, and then the interview might sort of be a tip of the scale mm. in one direction or the other. That's relatively rare. Um, I think in general, um, the, the uh, alum interviews are seen as ways of just verifying what's there. Um, so not a huge, huge difference. Um, when we were training at Harvard for these interviews, um, we were told explicitly that all alums basically give far higher ratings than any of the admissions officers mm-hmm. would ever give. And so they have to take them all with a grain of salt. Right. Um, you've got to remember that um, the admissions process has gotten substantially more competitive in the past you know, 30 and 50 years, and a lot of alumni interviewers are alums from 30 and 50 years ago, and so they they frequently um, see someone who is a, a qualified applicant and don't realize that a qualified applicant, to their eyes, is not nearly as qualified as they are as they would need to be in today's very very competitive admission scene. Right, a, just a qualified applicant isn't enough exactly. for a school like Harvard as it may have been 30 or 50 years ago. Exactly. Great. Well, that's really helpful to know. And I feel like it should help kind of de-stress some students who may be really worried about it that you should prepare and we'll get into how how to prepare later. But it is not as huge of a deal as your personal statement, your activities list, anything else on your application. Definitely. So I know this varies by school, Mm -hmm. um, what policies they have for their interviews. Um, But I was hoping we could talk a little bit about um, kind of the requirements of alumni interviews. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of students are confused about, do I have to do an alumni interview? Um, Whereas some schools, they only give them to certain students that are very qualified. Um, I know Harvard, they were only granted to certain students. Mm -hmm. Um, So can you talk about kind of that process a bit? Sure. Um, So I would say that if you are ever offered an alumni interview, you should definitely take it unless you have some reason why you're worried that you're not gonna be a really strong interviewer. So I think that um, if you if you know that you're not great at interpersonal relations or something like that, then you might wanna consider declining it. But overall, because the stakes are not that high, I would almost always recommend someone to take an alumni interview if they are offered and also to sign up for them if they mm-hmm. are offered. Um, one of the things that is actually really impactful at some schools is if demonstrated interest is tracked at that school. And so um, you'll want to look at the, the specific policies of individual schools. But for instance, at Washington University in St. Louis, um, um, alumni interviews and especially on-campus interviews are very highly um, important in their admissions process, especially for early decision, because mm-hmm. they take demonstrated interest very seriously. Um, another school that really takes uh, demonstrated interest into consideration is Davidson College in North Carolina. Um, so I, th- I would say like at both of those schools, do everything you can to be able to do either an on-campus interview or an alumni interview, and especially an on-campus interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at most schools, not required. It's going to give another point of reference for the um, admissions officer to see that you're a really great person. So I would almost always recommend it at any school. Um, in terms of how hard it is to get them to get to get um, asked for an interview at a school like Harvard, it basically is just dependent on availability. So the the issue would be if there are Harvard alums who are 
in your area. Mm -hmm. So if you are an applicant from Uzbekistan, um, the chances that they have a lot of Harvard alums in Uzbekistan is pretty low. And right. so at, in those areas, it is actually very significant to get the interview, and that is an indication of your competitiveness in the applicant pool. Um, that's also the case for like mainland China, um, where there are many, many, many applicants, but proportionally fewer um, alums who are available to do those interviews. Mm -hmm. um, in the rest of the United States, um, it's not nearly as competitive to get those interviews. Um, and for like the on-campus interviews like I did at Harvard, those are easy to get. You just sign up for them. Mm -hmm. um, there's really kind of no competitive edge there. Right. Yeah, I think at most schools it's kind of, uh, you know, you have this much time to sign up for one and then right. we'll pick a slot and then you can do one. But yeah. I'm really glad you talked about demonstrated interest because yeah. especially for early schools, schools are really worried about their yield mm -hmm. and they want to know that students are interested in them. And one way that you can easily do that is by spending your time going to this interview, making a good impression, you know, asking the right questions and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's important, you know, some schools are very, very specific about saying we do not track demonstrated interest. Mm -hmm. um, so a place like Harvard does not track demonstrated right. interest. And they can do that because they know that everyone's Everyone, interested. Right. <laughs> right. And um, I would say that it's most important at schools that are sort of in like a second tier, mm -hmm. um, like Washington University in St. Louis. They want to know that you really want WashU instead of a place like Harvard. Mm -hmm. um, so very, very important that schools in that range. Right, definitely. So let's start talking a little bit about kind of the interview prep. Sure. So I think one question that a lot of students may have, and when I've worked with students, I think I've gotten this question, is how formal these interviews are. Sure. So is it kind of like a job interview? Should you wear a suit? Do you mm -hmm. need to be very professional? Um, you know, what's going to make the best impression on this person? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and on the whole, I always recommend that, that students are um, sort of like business casual. Mm -hmm. um, so I would recommend for um, boys to wear like a button down shirt. I don't think that a tie is necessary, but wear mm -hmm. nice pants. Um, for girls, it's always a little bit more difficult because there's a bigger range of what they can wear. But I would say, you know, like, um, a skirt and a nice top or nice pants and a nice top. Um, I generally felt when I was doing interviews that if someone was dressed in a suit, it was not something that I thought was negative, but it did mm -hmm. feel a little bit formal. And I also felt like students who did dress up that much felt a little bit uncomfortable themselves mm -hmm. and were a little bit too nervous. And so they ne didn't necessarily come across as well as the students who were dressed in something that was more comfortable for them. Right. Um, so I generally say um, not super, super formal, um, but, but definitely you want to be making a good impression. Um, one little caveat to that is I would say if you know that your interviewer is older, I would dress up a little bit more mm -hmm. than if you are having an interviewer who is a little bit younger, um, just because formality um, norms have changed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I would recommend dressing a little bit, dressing up a little bit more if you're with somebody who is an older interviewer. That's a really great tip. I had never even thought about that. That's super helpful. Um, so getting into kind of the depth of the interview, the actual yeah. questions. Mm -hmm. So how can students really prepare to answer these questions? Kind of what are the most common questions that students should kind of practice or think about before they're going into it? Sure, um, I would definitely just practice speaking about some of the things that you've done um, in a 
somewhat casual way you don't want to come across as having prepared too much mm -hmm. because then again you won't seem that natural um I, I always said that the best interviews were ones where it felt more like a conversation rather than one person asking questions and the other person answering sort right. of you know um what we want this kind of podcast to be right mm -hmm. um and so i um I think that it's important to practice a little bit, but not too much. You do not want to sound like you've rehearsed your answers at all. Um, I generally recommend that students prepare about three to five sort of stories that they can talk about that have to do with the things that they are most proud about from their application. Um, for the most part, interviewers will not see your application ahead of time. Um, so I think it's important to be able to talk about the things that you've done, um, knowing that someone has not heard about them before. I've, mm -hmm. I've done some mock interviews with students to help prepare them, and they come across as sort of realizing that this is the thing that they've done and they know how to talk about it and they sort of rattle off mm -hmm. their experiences really, really quickly and you have to remember that the interviewer knows nothing about them. Right. So think about you know teaching someone about your experiences in a way that you've never, it, knowing that they've never heard about them previously. Um, so like I said, about three to five stories about your activities and if there's a way to frame them um, with a like a larger application background that's going to be the best so if you know the thing that you're most interested in is psychology think about three to five stories you can tell that have some sort of psychology like uh focus mm -hmm. um try and try and have you know sort of who you are be consistent through the stories that you're telling mm -hmm. um and then the other side of that is that you also don't want to come across as just showing off the things that you've done. Right. So I think that one of those three to five stories should be something that's very personal. Um, mm. And it could be something about your family, something about your friends, um, but, but make something that will show the interviewer that you're a real person and not just a resume. Right. You don't want to, you know, you do want to come off as very human. You don't right. want to sound too rehearsed. You don't want to just sound like you're reading from a brag sheet exactly. or a resume. Right. And I will actually say that I think that some of the best interviews I had with students didn't necessarily talk about the things that they had done, but were more just about who they were. Right. And so, you know, again, of those three to five things that you can talk about, think about how you can show like your humanity in yeah. all of them. And that's something that is really hard to show in your application as well. Right. So if you want to make something that's in addition to your application, not just kind of repeating what you already said, really exactly. showing your personality, who you are, that's something that you're actually adding to your file. Mm -hmm. So um, I was hoping we could go over some of the most common questions sure. that kids might get asked, um, some that might trip them up. Um, and kind of get your thoughts on the best or the worst ways to answer some of them. That's a really good question. And actually, I would say that the questions that you're going to be asked are up to the interviewer. Mm -hmm. And so they could be anything, really. Right. Um, I think that some of the most common things you're probably going to get are to talk about your strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of some really typical interview questions in general. Um, you might be asked something like, could you talk about somebody who you admire? Um, and thinking about how to answer that question is really important. Mm -hmm. um, I always asked students to tell me a little bit about their families and how they had relationships with families mm -hmm. because I think that that often showed, again, a different side of them besides right. what was in their application. Um, and I think gives you a, a really good insight into sort of how they might interact with roommates and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think in terms of answering those questions, like being genuine is the most important thing. Um, and I do think that in the whole ad admissions process, a lot of students are worried about coming across um, as having failures or they want to, you know, they want to hide things that are negative. Right. But I think that especially in an interview like this, if you can be really human and acknowledge weaknesses, mm -hmm. that actually is a really good thing. And I, I think yeah. students are afraid of doing that often, um, but I would encourage them to do it. Right. I mean, it's the same as a job interview yeah. where people always say, you know, you don't want to pick a weakness that's too fake, like right. saying I'm a perfectionist or something yep. like that. You want to pick something that's real and genuine. Yep. Um, so one of the most common questions I feel like students have to answer that's also on their application, so I'd love to hear your thoughts about how to express this in an interview, is answering why you're interested in this school. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and this also depends a little bit about the interviewer um, and again, sort of like how recently they went to the school. Um, I think that on the whole, the interviewer is most inter most excited to hear things that have to do a little bit more with like the social um, aspects of mm -hmm. the school, um, and rather than like really specific academic interests. Like if I was having an interview with someone. Um, and they said, well, I'm very interested in studying with X professor and I want to take this class. As an alum, I don't know who that professor right. is normally and I also don't know what that class is. Um, <clears throat> so I would say that the things that you want to be talking about being interested in um, are like specific social situations or specific um, like larger programs at the school. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I went to Northwestern University, which has some pretty specific schools within it. Um, so if you were talking about like why you liked that specific program, that would be good. But I think that going into the granular details of like a specific class or a specific professor, while that's very appropriate in your application, mm -hmm. is not as applicable for the alumni interview. Right. That's definitely something we always tell our students to include in the Y School essay right. is really specific stuff, but that doesn't necessarily translate to an interview. Yeah. Um, one thing just as a, an addition to that, um, I think that that's a really hard question for students to answer about Harvard in particular mm -hmm. um, because most of the time the answer is actually like, I'm applying to Harvard because it's Harvard, right? right? And so um, that is more challenging at top schools and I think that um, if you can talk about real reasons at any of those schools, you need to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Because saying because it's Harvard or any version of that, no matter how much you elaborate, right. is not going to come across well. Right. No, that's not very impressive. Right. Um, one more question I was hoping you could give me your thoughts on, and some of this is kind of selfish because I've run into this question before with students and have kind of struggled to help them with it as mm -hmm. well, is if you're asked where else are you applying and yeah. why. It seems, I know when I've talked to students about it, they're very intimidated mm -hmm. about, you know, should I tell them the truth? I want to show them that I like this school. Yeah. Why do I have to talk about other schools? Right. So actually alumni interviewers should not be asking that question. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and if they do, it's really tricky um, and you actually do have an option to sort of like report that alumni interviewer in that situation um, which is a little bit of a dicey situation because you don't really want to be reporting the person who was your interviewer mm -hmm. but they really should not be answer asking that question mm -hmm. um, and it's a little bit different I think in graduate school applications where that is a little bit more applicable but for mm -hmm. undergraduate 
um, interviewers, they really shouldn't be asking that at all. Um, I, I think it's fine to say that you are applying to other places and to name like one or two, but mm -hmm. I don't think that you need to say your entire list. Right. Um, and I think one of the ways you can spin that question is to say like, um, you know, I'm also applying to X school and the reason I like Harvard and X mm -hmm. school is because they share this particular quality. Um, and I think that that way you can kind of spin it back to the school that you're actually interviewing for. Right. That's very good to hear that, yeah. you know, a lot of students probably won't run into that. But I also think that's a good point about bringing things back to the school. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a lesson that can go into any question about even if an interview is asking you about you know, who's someone you admire or yeah. tell me about your family, that you should also be bringing it back to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. So kind of going along with kind of just recommending how students should be answering questions, yeah. I was wondering if you could tell me about things that students should avoid talking about, maybe some of the biggest mistakes that you saw when you were conducting interviews. Yeah, I, I think that the one of the biggest things that I saw was the um, was when students sort of expected it to be answering questions and not returning the questions mm -hmm. so it was it was definitely a, a big mistake if a student just sort of like answered a question in you know two to three sentences and then just stopped talking right um that was a, a big a big no-no for me um you again want to make it to seem like a conversation as much as possible and so um you want to be able to talk a little bit about it and then if you have a way to like ask a question back that's ideal. Mm -hmm. um, you can't always do that with every question, um, but if you can sort of engage the um, the person who's interviewing you in in more of a dialogue and not just answer questions and then stop talking, that is really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. I would also say that the sort of the flip side of that um, is talking far too long about things. Um, I would say that in general you want your answers to be like maybe in the like one to three minute range mm -hmm. and definitely no longer than that sort of depends on what the question is right but um really avoid sort of rambling on about things for a really long time um i think a, another big mistake that students easily fall into is just trying to like, impress someone um and again you're going for conversation you're going for being a human you're not going for being a resume mm -hmm. um that's actually a, another question that a lot of students ask is, should you bring a resume to the interview? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it is helpful for you to have it, but I also would not like force it on the interviewer. Right. Um, I think that the, the, the interviewer, again, wants to know who you are and you should be able to represent yourself in that way um, throughout your application, I mean, excuse me, throughout your interview and you shouldn't need a resume to be mm -hmm. there. Um, I think it's it's a good idea to have it on hand in case they ask for it, but I would not just sort of like open with, here's my resume and I want you to be able to see all of the things that I've done. Right, you shouldn't be using it as a crutch. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so so I think those are some of the, the biggest biggest mistakes. Um, yeah, in, in general, sort of anything that's going to make you seem like less of a person. Um, I had one interview when I was when I was doing interviews at Harvard where the student sort of came across um, as like quoting his hockey coach multiple times. Interesting. And it that was sort of a big turnoff actually um, because he was sort of like using like sports terminology a lot, and that was sort of uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, 
practice having a real conversation with someone you don't know ahead of time and mm -hmm. see what they say. You may have some sort of like speech tics that you don't realize you have, and those kinds of things could be mistakes. Right. So kind of other than maybe like doing some mock interviews with mm -hmm. other people, is there any other ways that students can really kind of prepare for this situation and practice? Right. I think that mock interviewers are, are probably the, the best way for you to prepare. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think I would practice speaking about a couple of anecdotes a couple of times, but don't do it too many times. Mm -hmm. um, what I would recommend if you do a mock interview, again, with someone who you know or someone you don't know super, super well, um, is ask them to give you feedback at the end of the interview mm -hmm. and then try another mock interview where you try to incorporate that feedback, yeah. which is difficult to do. Um, but I think that I would not go more than probably two mock interviews. Mm -hmm. One is, is often sufficient for many students. Um, but I think that you'll start becoming a little bit too rehearsed if you go farther than that. Right. You don't want to seem like you've memorized all your answers. Exactly. Great. So you mentioned earlier being able to kind of ask your interview questions back when they yeah. are asking you questions. Um, I think that's a great part of alumni interviews is it's also a resource for students. They can mm -hmm. talk to someone who went to the school. They can learn more about the school. Right. So um, what are some questions that you think would be good for students to ask their interviewer? Right. That's a, that's a really good point. And I, I should have actually said this earlier on when we were talking about like the point of alumni interviews, mm -hmm. but one of the big points um, is for the alums to sort of be recruiting students, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially in the regular decision round, like um, the the interviewers know that they're, the students are applying at multiple places. And so if you have a really good connection with that alum, then you're probably more likely to, to choose that school down the road. So that is actually another reason that schools use these alumni interviews. Mm -hmm. um, I do remember when I was getting started at interviewing at Harvard and I um, told the people that I was talking with that that was something that I thought was really important that I wanted to sort of project a warm and welcoming attitude for people from Harvard and that was a really important thing to me um, and they actually told me that they didn't really care about that because they knew that everybody was interested in Harvard <laughs> um, but I think that that's actually a really important piece for um, schools at, at any other tier really besides like Harvard mm -hmm. um, is that the alums are there to, to be a really good representation of the school and um, the admissions offices do like essentially fire people from these alumni interviews if they get bad reports from them mm -hmm. um, because they do want these to be like really good representations of the, of the school. So all that being said, the kinds of questions that you should ask the interviewer are things in some ways to sort of flatter them about their experience at the college and make mm -hmm. them feel good about their experience at the college. Mm -hmm. You know, they do these interviews because they love their alma mater. And so the more you can get them talking about that, um, mm -hmm. the more they'll actually like you. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves um, talking about themselves. Exactly. So mm -hmm. I would say that some of the best questions you can ask are things like, you know, what was your favorite thing about your experience at X school? Mm -hmm. um, what, you know, um, tell me about the, like, most exciting thing that happened to you your freshman year? Um, what would you recommend um, a student who's there as a freshman can do to make the most out of their experience? Mm -hmm. um, I would say those kinds of questions are the very best things. Um, 
don't ask about like very specific programs or professors mm -hmm. or things like that because they likely will not know and then they'll feel a little embarrassed that they can't mm -hmm. answer that. So don't go into those kinds of details, but I would say more open-ended questions um, about their particular experience are the best kinds of things that you can ask. Yeah, and those will definitely help you if you're going between a couple schools. Yeah. You can use that information and think, oh, this was this person was really friendly. The rest right. of the people at Harvard are probably really friendly, and you'll actually want to go there. Yeah, that's great. So, um, one of my last questions. So we've talked about this a little as we've gone through, but you were conducting on-campus interviews yep. for Harvard. So I'm curious about how those are different from alumni interviews, mm -hmm. and obviously this might vary school to school, yep. um, but kind of how they're different. Is one better than the other? Is one more beneficial mm -hmm. in terms of kind of your admissions chances, that kind of thing? Right. That's a great question. So I think that um, this really does depend on the school and especially if they do track that demonstrated interest. Mm -hmm. So um, at most schools where they do track demonstrated interest, having visited the campus and done an on-campus interview is probably one of the best ways to show interest. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when schools track demonstrated interest, they're like looking at a couple of different categories of things that you've done. So, you know, have you um, visited the webpage and filled out, you know, a form? Have you, um, visited the campus and done a tour? Have you visited the campus and done an on-campus interview? Have you requested to speak with, with a student? Which a lot of the students don't know that you can do this. You can mm -hmm. always email an admissions office and ask to speak with a current student, um, which I think is a sort of an underutilized tool to get yeah. to know a school. I often recommend students do that like in the end of their 11th grade year mm -hmm. um, as they're sort of starting to, to think about their school lists. Um, so an on-campus interview is probably like the top of the list of what you can do to show demonstrated interest. So mm. schools where that's really important, like I said, like WashU St. Louis, incredibly important to do the on-campus yeah. interview. Um, we, we've even heard that, that they say that if you are planning on applying ED at WashU St. Louis and you don't do an on-campus interview, you have a very, very low chance wow. of getting in. Mm -hmm. um, and that obviously depends on like the means of the student. Mm -hmm. So if the, if the admissions officer um, sees that this student would not be able to get to this to the right. campus to be able to do that, it's not going to detract from their application. But if it if it appears that you would have been able to come mm -hmm. and you didn't um, at a school like WashU, that's going to make a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the biggest differences um, at smaller schools with on-campus interviews is uh, that you might actually be able to have an interview with an admissions officer, in which case that's a huge benefit to yeah. you uh, because you will actually probably um, have that person read your application eventually. Mm -hmm. um, on-campus interviews also are different in terms of when they take place um, rather than alumni interviews. So most on-campus interviews are taking place when students are visiting for a tour. And so often those are taking place in you know March and April of the year before students are applying mm -hmm. all the way through the fall. Um, at Harvard, they actually stopped on-campus interviews once the applications came in. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the biggest differences is that on-campus interviews you haven't in most cases actually submitted an application yet. Right. Um, whereas for alumni interviews at almost all schools, you definitely have submitted that application and then they connect you with the alum. So um, I would say those are kind of the biggest differences. Um, at a place like Harvard, the on-campus interview and the alumni interview are not hugely different in how they impact your, your admissions decision, um, but they are at most other schools. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good to know, especially 
um, as students kind of plan where they're going to be spending their yeah. time um, on each school. Well, that's great. I'm so glad you were able to share that kind yeah. of insider knowledge from inside um, someone who worked from the admissions office as an interviewer. Um, so before we go, do you have any kind of final tips for students or things you wish you had seen in students or that you wish students knew when you were an interviewer? Sure. I would say that one of the things that you've got to remember to do is write a thank you note to your mm -hmm. um, to your interviewer after you're finished. Um, if you, uh, depending on how the the alum contacted you to get the interview, um, like you probably are connecting over email, maybe over phone. See if you can get that alumni interviewer's um, address so that you can write a handwritten note. Mm -hmm. um, uh, again, especially if your interviewer is older, that's something that they will definitely think is really special to be able to get that handwritten note. Mm -hmm. um, and. Um, it will leave a, a good impression. Mm -hmm. um, do it soon after the interview happens. It's not going to help you if you do it three weeks later. Right. Um, do it right afterwards. Um, not all students do that, and I do think that that's a really, really important thing for people to do. That's a really great tip, and I think something that a lot of students might not think about, especially mm -hmm. doing a handwritten note, so that's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, I think this information will really help students. I know a lot of students get very nervous about these interviews, so I hope that they really enjoyed hearing from you. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Um, and if our students are looking for any more information on alumni interviews, if they're thinking about kind of those common interview questions, um, mock interviews, we have some resources on our blog and our website that I'll link below that will be helpful to look at. Um, and if you have any questions or ideas for future topics, you can follow us at Ingenious Prep on all social media and message us or um, post to us and I'll do my best to answer. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office. Mm -hmm.